So welcome along to this week's podcast. We're all three here together in the room. Welcome back, Richard, after your uh, little trip away. A weekend in Paris. Whereas we had a weekend and, at Playmore. And he lost the best part of the week, didn't he? He missed he the did. best part of the week. He did. Because the strange thing is that Torquay have played twice since we last recorded a podcast. Now, I only saw one of those games. You saw both of them, David. I left the game on Saturday full of hope and optimism because Torquay played very, very well, certainly in the first half you, against York. You and an awful lot of others. Uh, and, and I count myself, and I should know better, really, after all this time, shouldn't I, that, 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 that never, ever, ever assume no. that you've cracked it. I got back to the hotel about 10 o'clock. Good day. Dad, dad texts. Fine. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, 2-0. Everything's under control. Nathan Blissett, just what we wanted, two goals from him. And Came away then, thinking, yeah. well, that's it, it's cracked. So, David, you went to Woking on Tuesday. Well, in, bet- in between, can, yeah. can, I, can I mention, and I, and I have to hold my hand up here and apologise to everybody because uh, after all these years I should know better. Um, I did a, a very <laughs> upbeat piece with Nathan Blissett in the you paper did. Of, uh, yes. today. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, sorry. Um, uh, um, and Nathan as well <laughs> sort of <laughs> went along with it, yes. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're working our way towards the sort of consistency and the, the machine-like mm-hmm. kind of uh, way of thinking yeah. that carried them through to the end of last I, season, etc., etc., etc. I was bed as you were travelling up to That's working. right, and, and uh, <laughs> I must say, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I, I almost blame myself. Not quite, not quite, but you know what <laughs> I mean. I do. Um, and and uh, an awful lot of United fans headed for Woking on Tuesday night. There were more than 250 there, which is a, Terrific a hell support of a turnout on, yeah. a, on a Tuesday in September when, um, you know, there's quite a lot else on. Um, uh, uh, and uh, it was like a home game for United mm. for, for most of the match. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> until half time, anyway. Mm. Um, uh, and. Just a real stunner. Yeah. I, I, you know, you, 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 you get used to seeing defeats that go to the territory for when you follow and support a local um, lower division club. It's, 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 it goes to the territory, doesn't it? But uh, well, we, I still have found it hard to get my head yeah. around Tuesday night. We should talk about the York game, first of all, because yeah. the, the majority of our podcast listeners will have been to the home game. In the first half, Torquay were terrific, weren't yeah. they? Well, well, they that they, the game had a, for yes, the first 45 uh, minutes. Kevin Nicholson, uh, um, you know, the player manager, had, had, had said privately in the build-up of the game that, that the training last week had been, you know, pretty awesome. I mean, they, they thought at one stage of actually sort of slowing it and backing it off because yeah. the tempo had been so intense all week and the players actually took over and said, no, we want to keep going, we want to keep going, we want to keep going. It was the best week's training. They worked very, very hard you know, for lower division professional footballers, and that's fine. And they took it into Saturday's game, and the point you're making, guys, that they, they went out of the traps faster than Absolutely. we've seen them before. They, they were really at it in the first yeah. half and could probably have been further ahead than 2-0 at half-time. Yeah. Um, there was, all right, there was a slight dropping off possibly in the second half, uh, but York, I didn't think, ever really looked like no. retrieving the damage. And, um, and as we said... Two goals for Nathan Blissett. Yeah. The, the drought, the goal drought, which, as as he said in in his piece with you, had even begun to play on his own mind a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Two good goals. The first one, a great header. The second one, what a clever little lob that was. Yeah. The more you see that, when you see that it's on the TV, it's a lob volley, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Nice, but both laid on played, by Dan so. Sparks, by yeah. the way, uh, yeah. which is worth mentioning. And and you just had a feeling coming out of that match 
York, they've thrown a load of money at it, mm-hmm. whole new team, just got relegated last year, and United were clearly the better side last Saturday than them, and you just thought, right, Woking away, Boreham Wood away, I know you should never start thinking like that. But you, you had to look at that and think Absolutely. six points, didn't well, you? Or, yeah. or I th- you know, we were just chatting to four points from those two away yeah. games. Um, uh, uh, in other words, you don't come back empty-handed. No. You know, um, but here we go again, it just, just does go to show, doesn't it? that just when you think you've started to turn a corner or you've cracked it, watch out. Yeah. As Martin Ling always used to say, that no matter how well things are going, there's always a dark cloud around every corner. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't mean that out of a sort of a... No. Uh, no. As we all know, he ended up sort of suffering from depression. He didn't quite mean it. No, it was a, it was from, a problem from a football around, point a, of view. A problem yeah. around yeah. every corner, not yeah. a dark cloud. And of course, he's absolutely right. Because there were some good performances, just sticking with Saturday's yep. game for a moment before we move on to mm. um, to the, the horror story, certainly yeah. of the second half on Tuesday. Uh, Brendan Moore, I thought, had a very, very good game on best Saturday. Game Possibly I've seen his best play. this season. Yeah, absolutely. And just when York were coming on to United in the second yeah. half, he came and his handling off his line was really very good, positive. He got um, down among the boots a couple of times as did, well, didn't and, he? And pulled off the save of the game, didn't he? Yeah. From yeah. that very point-blank header from Fry, and he got it over the bar. No, he, he <clears> looked really... Um, you know the real deal in goal yeah. um, uh, I thought there were lots of other decent really decent performances yeah. and it was just it was it was just what you'd hoped for yeah especially after losing the Lincoln game at home in stop you know so late one, uh, one more player I do game. want to mention though but for some of his tackling in the second half Nathaniel Rowe Turner I yeah. thought was outstanding on well Saturday. he was up against quite a quick winger in the he second was. half wasn't he um, uh, York sent on this lad Kane Felix at half time clearly yeah. they were 2-0 down and Jackie McNamara the, the manager um, decided that he had to do something and he sent on this quite quick right winger yeah. and for a moment or two uh, um, he threatened to <laughs> cause a few yeah. problems didn't he and, uh, and uh, Rowe Turner really had to, to um, go with him and ended up there were a couple uh, of getting, really good, yeah. solid tackles that yes, made you think, yeah, you know, he yeah. really is the type you like to see role. in a home, <laughs> <You do. laughs> in any yeah, game, yes, but especially yeah. at home. Fair, um, hard but fair tackling, yeah, and, um, and and you know, he ended up contributing to that. And Felix never actually caused the damage that he threatened no. to, it, uh, you know, when he first went on. But no, lot, a lot to like. Yes. But then I know Kevin Nicholson himself wasn't particularly satisfied with the second half performance. No, and and you know he's entitled to. You yeah. Know, you, you you have to set your height, your your your, your sights high, <clears> don't <throat> you? And and you you have to keep on demanding. All the best managers in history have never ever ever been satisfied mm. with whatever their teams do. Um, and this is the test of a player whether they can handle this constant demand to be better than what you what you are there's yeah. loads and loads of players in the world who uh, um, uh, kind of yeah fine I've, I'm okay now yeah all the best ones never ever ever accept that they've achieved what they can or they're at the level that they can do they, no. they can't constantly make demands on themselves uh, to get better and better and the managers are, are the, are the, all the best managers are the same yeah. way and, and Kevin Nicholson was right to immediately jump in after the game didn't he and say afterwards I'm not happy with that no, he tore them know. off a bit of a strip didn't he yeah, after the that's game right. yeah. um, uh, so on we go to Woking and, and uh, well, well first 45 <laughs> minutes was ok well uh, first Woking play with the best advertised and, and most obvious 3-5-2 formation in the league Everything is based around Jake Caprice, who used to be at Forest Green for a little while, as an attacking right back. 
He is actually a, a right back who attacks quite a lot, and a lad called Nathan Ralph on the other side, who's a winger who's be, who's become yeah. a left wing back, and everything is based around their attacking. And Gibson it, Gurney. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, it, for twenty minutes it looked a little bit dodgy for United, yeah. but they got through it. Um, uh, uh, defended quite well, I thought, under that under that sort of pressure. Got through it, took the lead through um, Giancarlo Gallifuoco. By the way, the Woking uh, Stadium announcer had dreadful <laughs> trouble with that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we'll come on to that <coughs> a bit before. And I kept turning around and said, just say GG. Um, um, and the, go the goal, for me, it summed up Woking's mood on the night. I don't think they expected to beat United on Tuesday night. No. Because as soon as United took the lead, against the run of play a little bit, Woking just flattened out yeah. and United I thought took over alright it wasn't great and it wasn't as good as last Saturday but it was one of those one nil away from home it hasn't been great but right step this up a li little yeah. bit second half we'll win this we'll, we'll end up winning this maybe 2-0 maybe you know who, who, who knows um, it just didn't happen um, and uh, um, Kevin Nicholson made this change at half time he took Joe Ward off funnily enough as he had done in the home game against York yeah. the previous Saturday sent on Chase Scribbins at half time I know to, to try and uh, Scribbins right wing Dan Sparks left wing to try and stop mm. these two full backs coming um, but uh, for that and for various other reasons I mean that didn't have particularly bearing on it but uh, it just didn't happen in the second half and United were blown away OK, well, we're at half-time in the Woking game. We're at half-time in the podcast. So we'll carry on talking about what went on in the second half at Woking in the second half of this. Okay, welcome back for the second the half. and it's, um, We have a bit of a horror story building yeah, up here, Yeah, the second do we not? half of the podcast hopefully will go better than Torquay's second half against... Uh, <laughs> there you go. Because so. yeah, yeah. in the first part, we got as far as the break. Now, do we think that the hairdryer was turned on Woking a little bit? Yes, I'm, I've no doubt it was. Gary Hill is pretty useful with the hairdryer, yeah. their, their, their manager, um, and they certainly visibly came out for the second half Shocks, in, a, in, a, maybe. Yes, in, a, in a much higher gear. I mean, you know away from home in these situations, when you're leading 1-0... Uh, you know, you know it's coming, don't you? And you, you, you—it's that whole thinking, isn't it? Of right, we are going to give them damn all for the for yeah. 15, 20 minutes of the second half. In other words, if they want to take this off us, they yeah. have to do something mm. very, very special. Well, Woking upped it without a shadow of a doubt, uh, and United, for one reason or another, did not go with them. No. Um, and um, Delano Sam York, who's a his mum loves him and he's a perfectly decent lower division centre forward but he's been washing around the conference for a while yeah. he scored two goals, looked a million dollars um, uh, and uh, a, a very promising lad I must say from Watford, on loan from Watford, Devin yeah. Lewis uh, made quite a few inroads in United's defence and uh, they ended up winning 3-1 and without quite a few decent saves from Brendan yeah. Moore it might have been might have been four might or five worse, and, yeah. and um, I just think it's it's there are, you have this feeling about certain matches, and you have to be careful not to go overboard too much about it. But you know that can't happen again. No, that cannot happen again. If if United are going to achieve <coughs> anything this season, that 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 is not acceptable. Did, did it just go completely flat it, from Torquay's point yes, of view in the second half? To, yes, yeah. it, and and there have been one or two other times away from home, and United have seen this. At, uh, fans will have seen it at home mm. that that when oppositions really come at United. You know, and we've seen it, haven't we, yeah. in the second half at times. And they seem to struggle to cope with this. It's like the last 20 minutes against Lincoln. There maybe. you are, Lincoln. Yeah. And in a funny way, uh, uh, Dover. They, they held on and beat Dover 2-1. Mm. 
um, York, you know, yeah. uh, sort of were able to exert quite a lot of pressure. And this is not, I don't uh, Kevin Nicholson has regularly pointed out, this is not to, to do necessarily with the back four. No. In fact, I think the back four are more of, looked half decent, especially the, the, the new combination of Gallifuoco and McGinty in the middle. Um, uh, and, and, you know, let's face it, you don't achieve anything in any league over 46 matches without being able to keep the opposition out, do you? That's and right. and um, United are conceding too many goals at the moment. And, and it's, I th- Kevin Nicholson has pointed out, it's, this is a team thing. It's not just a back four thing yeah. and a back defence thing. And United, just for one reason or another, they haven't yet developed this resilience in the team and we're probably talking about midfield and you know the, 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 more, the more attacking sections of the team as much as the defence mm-hmm. but um, you know they've got Boreham away now on Saturday uh, who, who although they may have only I think they've won one in eight but only two of those have been defeats and they've beaten some decent teams this season and, and it just for me just has the feeling on Saturday of you know Another another Woking is just mm-hmm. simply not acceptable, and all not just for you know big mouth here. The, the, <laughs> the, there's an awful lot of United fans, you know, great turnout at Woking that they were just stunned on Tuesday night, and 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 they won't put up with it either. No, uh, and, and it, is, it's more about the performance than the results. Oh, absolutely, isn't it? they have to put in a performance. Absolutely, yeah. and Kevin Nicholson was the first person to come out and said, uh, I forget what his phrase was, but it was something like. Um, they've got a hell of a point to prove on Saturday mm. of his team and that was quite a pointed remark I, th- yeah. I think in, 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 in the circumstances and before we leave games past and look on to games present uh, future um, another player that we need to mention Richard Brody of York another great <laughs> you favourite him, of the you? pop side yeah, well it's yeah. It's it's quite nice in a way that we've we've seen a couple Matt Reed we saw against Lincoln Richard yeah. Brody what a handful that guy is well he doesn't look like your conventional image of an athlete no. shall we say um, he spent most of the afternoon either throwing himself on the floor or chirping in the referee's ear and he got himself booked after the final whistle yeah. But another player that you'd have in your side, wouldn't you? Well, I, I, as I said that to you, didn't I? Last well, a couple of days ago. But uh, yeah, he's not sure. I don't think. No. Well, well, uh, now, don't a get me wrong. Like him, I, 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 I must ignore him for a week or two. <laughs> but I wouldn't swap Nathan Blissett for any for anybody in. The oh no, 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 no. But uh, because I think, by the way, that he'll he'll end up getting better and better as the yeah. season goes on. But um, my mates in the side of Bar and Newton Abbott. Uh, uh, who are this regulars the, on like, the pop side? It's like side. the pools panel, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah. Who are regulars on the pop side? They do like an opposition centre forward. They can have a relationship with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last season, tactfully put. Yeah. yeah. Last yeah, season, yeah. the last game of last season, Andy Cook, the uh, yeah. Barrow centre forward, uh, had a running conversation with members on the pop side. Yeah. They in- thoroughly enjoyed that. They got stuck into Matt Reed, and he gave them some back the other yeah. week. And Brody was exactly the same on Saturday. And uh, for, for, for York on Saturday, and, and lower division football is richer for having those it, kind of players. Absolutely it, right. It? You know, yeah. they're, they're not cardboard cutout characters, yeah. are they? They're the sort of bloke that you might well bump into on a Saturday night in the pub, and, and he'll tell you how well he played and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, uh, no, Brody, he, he he may be a pain in the you know what from time to time, but yeah. um, he's you, very often good value for money. Exactly. If you lose the Matt Reeds and Richard Brodies from the game, then you'd lose a big part of lower division football, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we like him, so fair play. Um, so moving on then, Boreham Wood comes up on Saturday another yeah. away game another long trip into the home counties where where, where the great escape started last year yes uh, with course. a 1-0 yeah. win at Boreham Wood in February when all looked lost now um, obviously things are a little bit 
different now. Um, they've managed to sign a, uh, quite a few decent players. They've got an interesting striker up front, Morgan Ferrier, who's been looked at by quite a few yeah. higher division cl clubs. Uh, they picked up, post Danny Cowley at Braintree, they picked up a couple of their best players, Matt Payne at centre-half. Uh, and Kenny Davis, the captain in midfield. So Dan Sparks so will know all about that. Dan Sparks will know all yeah. that. Or, by the way, getting back to working, Dan Sparkles, as the uh, <laughs> uh, as the PA announcer insisted on, he had trouble with Dan Sparkles and he's going to have trouble with Dan Sparks. Yeah. He's certainly going to have trouble he, with him. It almost got to the point where halfway through saying Giancarlo Gallifuoco, he actually gave up <laughs> <laughs> because he'd had so many he'd so many <coughs> goes at it, uh, and it was it was well beyond him, poor lad. Can we make um, can we make Dan Sparkle stick for the rest of the season? Do you think? Oh, and I hope hope not. I hope not. He, yeah. he won't be happy with he that. He won't be happy uh, with that. No, but um, um, no. So uh, uh, yeah, there you go. There's also uh, it's Derby weekend up the road, isn't it? Um, Exeter yes. v Plymouth with uh, yes. uh, an interesting uh, character who was at loan and was on loan at Playmore a few years ago. Reuben Reed has moved from Plymouth to Exeter. Well, he left. Plymouth at the end of last season and he may make his debut yeah. against he, he was on loan at United during their relegation 2006-07 season scored two goals in four starts we all, thought, we all thought he looked quite useful I, then I and, remember uh, looking yeah. at him thinking yeah um, very good player yeah. so, and he's yeah. one of the latest in a quite a long interesting line of players who've played for all three Devon clubs well we've, we've unusually for us before a podcast we've actually done a bit of research here which is thanks to uh, a book called Devon Derby's 1920 to 2001 by Mike Holgate yeah well he's he, that's confirmed one or two we've got a few ourselves and I yeah. think we yeah. 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 do we're, we're talking about players who've played for all three clubs um, Fred Binney was the one that stuck in my mind he's the first one from my Talkie United supporting yeah. striker from remember. the 60s uh, good stroke 70s yeah oh no real old yeah, Re relentlessly hard working wasn't he he used to put himself about big time and of course ended up playing for Brighton went on to a very good career Brighton he I did. think Hereford yeah. as well he played for uh, and Reg Jenkins we believe was oh. the first to yes. do it yeah. I, I think Ellis Stuttard and now we are going right back into the mists of time may have been the first but Reg Jenkins who, 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 who went on to become shall we say a Rochdale legend <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, well he, 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 he was uh, Mr Rochdale for many many years Mr but Rochdale it, but he was a great Mike, Mike Harding holds that yeah, title quite, now yeah, he was a great yeah. centre forward and yeah. played for all three Devon clubs uh, including having a very good spell here at Playmore so if you want Back to do in the late the, uh, 50s, early 60s. If you want to do the pub quiz, the, the more recent names that we've come up with, or, and thanks to the book as well, Peter Dark, yeah. John Sims, Peter Whiston, a goalkeeper, I've forgotten by, him. Yeah. goalkeeper by the name of Dave Walter. Yes, he was a farmer from North Devon, Yeah, played for all three. Ken Vasey, of course. Yes, who people often forget that Ken Vasey played for Argyle right towards the end of his career. Chris Curran. Yeah. Darren Rowbottom. Yes. The late Russell Coughlin. The late Russell Coughlin played for all three and finished. He, he finished off at United uh, um, before he went back home to Carlisle. Yeah, and the one who almost did it was Chris Hargreaves, of course, who was on the coaching staff Starford at Exeter. Exeter. Yeah, and never played actually for the played for them. Yeah. Any so. players that casting our, our, our eyes into the future? Luke Young. <laughs> you never. Oh, that's controversial. Yeah, quite. And yes, on, yes. on that bombshell, <laughs> yeah. as they say on the, on another program, let's uh, shut that January yeah, transfer window yes. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we have to leave you now. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Away at Boreham Wood, we're at home to Maidstone next week. We'll see you there. <laughs>